0: After a weekend off, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Cap. This is episode 20 here with my co-host, RJ Lovachin. I am Nate Sperlin. We are talking about albums, all podcasts. First two up will be Trippy Red's Pegasus, followed by King Von's Welcome to O-Block.
1: And then we're going to have Snot's new album, Beautiful Havoc. And we're going to finish it up with Busta Rhymes coming back to life with extension level event 2 the wrath of god Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, RJ Leveshin. You already know what it is. And we're back to cap the week. It is your weekly tour in hip hop. Shout out to my boy, Nate, real quick. How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm vibing. We about to get to these caps of the week. So first, Trippy Red Pegasus. He already coming out with the deluxe Neon Sharks. Apparently, it's going to be a rock album. How hype are you for this?
0: I am super duper hype for this shit. I'm so excited for this shit because Trippy Red, we we talked about it, about how Trippy Red is such a versatile artist, and we're gonna get to explaining. new album pegasus and talking about how he furthers his versatility on that project coming up next shameless plug but anyway um trippy red is one of the most versatile artists that we've probably ever seen he's in the same conversation of x and lil uzi with people who can transcend genres who aren't just hip-hop acts and this is something that i encourage artists who fit in this bubble to do Go outside of hip hop, try a different genre, see what you can do there as well, and break down barriers for black artists who want to be in different genres, so that they don't box black people into one genre like they've been doing for the past twenty or thirty or however long they've been doing it, because it's been a really, really long time. But I'm excited for Neon Sharks. I think that this shit is gonna go hard, and it's gonna be the first time I've listened to rock since I've listened to Paramore. But (laughs) next up, (laughs) next up, RJ, you were you were kind of. You were kind of lobbying me to try to change some topics earlier about the show that's coming up, um, but we didn't get a chance to. However, that's fine, because here on Cap the Week, we got it all here. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs, Hit Boy, Ooh. Big Sean, Four Things, RJ, I don't even have a question for you. I'm just going to let you go.
1: Man, Four Things, man, Four of Them Things. Um, one, I want to shout out. The Lakers winning the championship. I want to shout out Hit Boy for being producer of the year and winning the uh, the hip hop award for that. Um, I want to shout Big, Big Sean for his comeback and Freddie Gibbs for having one of the craziest years. This song to me is crazy because of the evolution of the two rappers and the producer. As like individuals, their individuals careers as well as their careers together side by side and how Freddie Gibbs and Big Sean were both on the same XXL uh, class and in uh, the way that hit boy has just kind of like been there. I really think that the one thing I'll say about the song is I watched the video first. The video is crazy. They did all that teasing and I'm so glad that it came out because it, it did reach my expectations, but. The video is not even four minutes, like three and a half. And it's like a lot of video. Like it's a lot of press conferences and all the types of shit that you do after you win the championship. And then the song also has a skit that is nowhere connected to winning a championship. It has nothing to win about winning a championship. And so the song is short and it has like the skit that has nothing to do with it. That's my only issue. But one, here's, here's the thing that I think i read from the song one freddie gibbs and big sean even though they don't have that many songs together have unbelievable chemistry people are even talking about them doing a project together which i think would be crazy i think that it would be great for freddie gibbs to get out of that jazzy alchemist madlib wheelhouse and link with somebody like hit boy or the other or even you know the producers that the other producers that big sean put on the detroit album and has worked with in the past. But I mean four things is crazy. I've been playing it over and over and over and over again. It's one of those short and sweet songs I think because Freddie Gibbs is usually a I'm gonna give you three verses type guy. So I think they have that swift hook where they go back and forth. I think it's a great song and I think that it's it's it would be very interesting if they were to do a project going forward, but um, I think I think this is a hit and and I hope that it, it goes as far as as I think it can go. but, Next. This is kind of crazy. When you said this to me, I was like, mm, I gotta think about this. Doughboy and Southside. New album dropping on the 6th. Demons Are Us. Set to feature Future Uzi, Keith, Trippy Ray, Young Nudy, Sway Lee and probably more. We don't even know. What you think about this album? Do you think it's gonna be great or do you think it's just gonna get tossed to the side?
0: I have five words for you. Southside on the track. Yeah, this shit is going to go off. Southside is one of my favorite producers of all time. I'm anything that he produces, I'm probably gonna listen to it. Doughboy is someone who has been bubbling recently. He dropped the album, I think, last year that I kind of liked. Um, so he definitely has potential there. I'm really, really interested to see what he does with some of these features. Um, the song with future already came out, it's hard. I'm very interested to see what he's going to do with Chief Keeve, what he's going to do with Trippy Red, Young Nudie, Sway Lee, and Lil Uzi. I think that when you have features of that caliber and they all kind of fit somewhat into the trap puzzle that is hip-hop, I think that this album is going to be very, very well done. I think that these features are going to complement Doughboy really, really well, even though I don't really know how exactly they're going to sound on it. But overall, I'm really excited to see Atlanta Birthmore artists and keep that trap wave going but finally i have something i have something very 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 important to tell you are you ready for this yes meg is coming meg's coming meg has been meg the stallion is coming are you are you how, how are you feeling about that are you ready to hear more meg the stallion
1: all right, I got four words for you. Since so you got five, I got four. <laughs> Real hot girl shit. That's all I got, motherfucking Say, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we we've, t- we've talked about Meg Thee Stallion so many times, and I've talked about how how much I love her and how much I fuck with her. I mean, Savage, I was playing that Beyonce remix. Od. Um, for me, I think and and I think that some of the audience might agree with me is that if you're a meg the stallion fan you understand that the hits that she's been going for aren't necessarily her true sound it's not necessarily what makes her great it's not necessarily you know her best talent and i don't think that it's not her it's clearly not hurting her i'm one of those people that's like put your best foot forward if not putting your best foot forward still gets you crazy success you know do what works for you um but I do hope that Meg the Stallion, she's gone through a lot. She's gone through a lot in 2020. She's gone through a lot in 2019 and 18. And um, I want to, I want to see the emotion now. I know you can have fun, but we're not. We can't get in the clubs, Meg. Like I know you, I know you. You know what, ass pussy. You know what I'm saying. All that. We we can't be in the club. And Nate, we you and I have talked about it on this podcast. Our audience is probably sick of this shit. But it's a fucking pandemic. I cannot go to the. club. I, I do not live in Atlanta. I can't go to the club. Only a few states can do that. And at a certain point, Meg Thee Stallion has the ability to do both. And I feel like she's been so hit oriented that we haven't got the real from her. And I've been seeing it in her freestyles and all that. I can I can feel the energy. I can feel, I can feel that she's really about to get back to spitting. So I think this project's gonna be crazy. I think it's definitely, it's going to have that crazy balance of hits and real rapping. I think that she's going to put herself into a new enchilada and solidify herself as an A-list rapper. And I, I think that, um, she can't be fucked with right now. I mean, I think this is a weird time to bring it up, but you know, I'm thinking back to Mulatto's album and I think that the bar is high and I think that Meg the Stallion can reach that bar. But I think that she has to try if she wants to do it. It's not going to be effortless. It's not going to be something where she can just do what she does and she makes a better project. I think that she has to put in some time and be diligent. But she says she got some features. She's just waiting for the features. I think that this shit is going to be hot. I think that it's going to be... um, I'm just interested to see how impactful it is. I think that it's going to be good. I think that she's going to have the hits. But we haven't gotten... The last great big album from a woman in hip hop that we got in my opinion at least is Invasion of Privacy. I think that Meg the Stallion can go levels above that. So, I want to see it. I hope to see it. And and she has the whole world in front of her, so I am very excited for this album.
0: Me too. All right, on the other side of this, whether you're listening to us with the full podcast or you're listening to us on IGTV, up next, we do have it's an all it's an all album podcast talking about Trippy Red, King Vaughn, Busta Rhymes, and Snot. So tune in Yo yo yo, welcome back to the cat. Nate Sperling here with RJ Leviton RJ. I missed you, man.
1: Yeah, bro, it's 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 been a minute. Got to see some friends over the weekend and you know, it was it was a nice break. But, you know, can't always be taking breaks. Got to come ready sometimes. And and yeah, I, I've been ready. You ready?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm ready right now. You feel me? Uh we also yeah, missed okay. you guys, the listeners. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, man. I, I need Season you guys my one, life. episode Are twenty. We... Yeah, facts. Episode twenty. Like, is that heartily. like
1: a milestone? That's a milestone. This is the um, dub episode.
0: Like a what?
1: <laughs> this is the dub episode. I don't know.
0: The dub. That's twenty. I, mean, right? I guess. Do you want it to be?
1: No. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> 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 we'll,
0: we'll, we'll work. We'll work that out. As we can. Yeah, we'll we can talk that about out. that. Don't worry. All right. Cool. Um, we got. It's we fortunate for us. We've. Decided to come back on a weekend that was busy with music. There is so much music that came out this weekend. Some of them that we can't even get to. So we just picked. Shout out Made added. in Tile. Since
1: we don't want to talk about Made in Tile real quick. My fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out Lil' Key. Trapped yeah, on Cleveland cool. 3 Deluxe. I wanna, I wanna, I I haven't gotten into it yet, but I'm excited to listen to it when I have the time. But yeah. this was, And Deontay did, Hitchcock. Also, he dropped his Deluxe yeah. too. So about deluxe. Yeah. Also a lot of singles too that came out. Lots of singles. Yeah, so I'm excited. But anyway, um, Metro did his thing twice, by the way. And he might be coming. He might he, he might slowly be able to get that producer of the year title, but we'll see on that. But on that note, let's start off with this first album. We have Trippy Reds Pegasus here, 20 tracks, one hour and 14 minutes featuring Mia Maya Linnae. Young LB, Party Next Door, Chris Brown, Rich the Kid, Young Thug, Future, Quavo, Lil Mosey, Busta Rhymes, Sean Kingston, Doughboy, Lil Wayne, Hoodie Baby, and Sway Lee. RJ, what were your first impressions on Pegasus? Was it as magical as a title? Let's on.
1: Um, You know, I think that's the most positive word that I can give to this project. I definitely think that there was a magical fantasy vibe to it um but i mean you said all of those features i'm gonna be honest i I feel like this is one of the slowest trippy red albums we've ever heard um and that is an acquired taste i think that this is album i have to marinate on this album you know even a weekend you know even a few days is not enough to really marinate on this album i think that i gotta give it time i gotta give it many listens and let some songs actually work their way into my brain but my favorite, Trippy Red is a very versatile artist. And my favorite inflection that he does is when he gets hype on, and, and, and the beats are, are high tempo and he's just going off and he's spinning bars. And I feel like, you know, he's singing and wailing and his singing wailing vibe is also successful and fire. You know, I just wasn't in the market for that when I put it on. It's kind of how I know I needed to give it a little more time, but I mean, I think that he's a very slept-on artist, um, and this was a very good project. So, yeah, what you think? Uh, I
0: agree. I think that if you needed a project for you to get introduced to Trippy Red, for you to become a fan of Trippy Red, I don't think this one's it. I think that this is a project that mostly people who fucked with Trippy Red beforehand would enjoy. Me being one of those people, I think that this project is great i think it shows another step in growth for trippy red um i think when he first came into the game like you said he was more high tempo he was kind of rushing things which worked for him but at the same time on this project you could tell it was a more slow down more well thought out vision going into this project which i appreciated i think this project is interesting i think it's i think it's something that can be compared to Lupe Fiasco's last project, last full-length album, Drugus Wave, from the standpoint of if you take the first five or six songs, the first seven songs on both projects, and you cut out the rest, they would stand by themselves and they could work as one of the best EPs of the year. I think I think that about both Lupe Fiasco's Drogus Wave as well as Tribute Red's Pegasus. The first, I think this this album. Starts off very R&B like. There isn't really much rap element to it until we start getting past the eighth song, where he starts kind of mixing in that rap with R&B, which I thought I thought that was interesting. It shows that Trippy Red was trying again, like it shows the growth in Trippy Red and him trying to refine his sound and refine his singing a little bit more. And if that was his goal on this project, I think he accomplished it.
1: To to be honest, I think my um biggest question is I wonder if he has like a vocal coach or if he's ever thought of that. I know that Drake and Tyler the Creator are are two big artists that spent like two years with a vocal coach before they dropped their first album. That was like singing was very extremely prevalent, and I think that that um it's you know it's cool to do. I don't think that it helped either of them that much, but I think that it helped them it helped them to a certain extent for sure. Um, it's hard because I I do like his singing. I think it was it was very emotional. I think that that's why I know another reason why I know I gotta marinate on this album. I think you know cold nights in November, December, this could be a great project. You know even January, February. Um, so I want to see how this album ages. And, and that's, that's new. That's not new, but that's odd for me. I feel like I'm a big person on what I'm a big first impressions person, but I could tell even when I first listened to Pegasus, I was like, I'm not in the right mindset. I'm not in the right environment. I'm not in the right vibe yeah. to get this album in the way that I should. So I want to give it more chances going forward. Cause I mean, I, all his albums, in my opinion, for me at least have grown over time and I've grown to like the albums more and I've grown to find more songs. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I like this song. Um, especially with like projects like life's a trip. Um, so I think that that could be what this project is, but first listen, I mean, I almost fell asleep.
0: I mean, also it's, it's very long too, 26 tracks. Um, for, I, I, I guess we're used to hearing 26 tracks from trippy red within a year. Um, he usually drops an album and then a mixtape throughout. That's typically how his releases have been for over the past two years. So, you do get 26 tracks out of Trippy Red eventually in a year, but we're not used to getting 26 tracks all at once from Trippy Red, which could also be something that's a reason why you felt that way. I think that Trippy Red definitely starts off strong but when you start getting to like track 14 track 16 track 18 it kind of like dies down a little bit there's still quality towards the end of the project but it's definitely the, the the quality is definitely pushed to the front than it is spread out evenly and i guess that's this is probably this is the first time at least in my from my recollection recollection excuse me this is the first time trippy red has dropped the album that is this long to begin with so maybe that's something that if that's going to be his new thing and he wants to do that that's fine because trippy red like rj said is one of the most diverse versatile artists in the game right now so that's fine it's not like he's just gonna be rapping at us for 26 tracks he's gonna be doing something different each track that's fine but at the same time him being able to sequence better and him being able to spread it out more would be something that benefited him because I think again going back to what I said earlier I think that the first eight tracks could stand alone because the sequencing there is perfectly but it's perfect but then after that it kind of gets to a point where the the flow it doesn't come completely off the tracks, but it can kind of tangent for a little bit for each track. So that's something to be looked out about as well.
1: I think that that's um, what comes from these, this style of project anyways. I think that it's always going to be about, you know, giving certain albums time, I think some albums need time, I think that like a lot of projects these days, you know, people come in with high energy, and it's easy to get everything face value, but even those projects I think have nuance in them, and um, I think Trippy Red has more nuance than people acknowledge, I just really need a bust down, you know, 1400 999, like I need I need something, I need something that's like hard, and like gonna, I need a hit, now, that's my only issue.
0: Yeah, I I can see that, but at the same time, I think I might don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he announced a deluxe for this coming out next week. So maybe that's where all those well, will he, be. You
1: know, he gonna drop some long ass deluxe thirty five songs some bullshit for no. This reason. gonna be this is gonna be
0: his this is gonna be his version of Chris Brown's Heartbreak on a Full Moon. That.
1: See, that's exactly what Which, I don't want from Trippy Red. I don't. I wish. That he was refined in his sound in song choice. You don't need all. I mean, I like, think... it, it hurts artists. We haven't seen an artist benefit besides financially. We haven't seen an artist benefit from putting 20 plus songs on a project. We just haven't. I think Trippy Red is one of those yeah. people where a lot of his songs like, oh yeah, you did the same exact shit that you did on on song three. You did that same exact shit on track 17 and track fucking. 24 and it's like you know that's what happens when you're that type of artist and you put you know i'm i'm cool with all refining and finding your sound but i mean if you're gonna fucking drop 30 songs either make them different or pick the best one dude like it's really not i don't i mean five of the same shit i
0: mean i also i mean i also think that if this is going to be Trippy's only drop of the year it's perfectly fine cuz we're used to getting this level of production from him anyway although it being usually from two projects instead of one so i think i think that's fine i'm that's not something that i'm really pressed about again i think that he's uh, versatile enough for him to be able to make each song sound different cuz i there were similar vibes on this project on these 26 tracks already but i don't think that there was one that was a copy and paste of the
1: next. Hmm. I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I think, I think that Trippy Trippy Red is going to be big in 20, big in the 2020s if he wants to be. I think he has the talent. He has all the talent. And I think that, you know, especially with Juice WRLD's passing right? some peace. I think that there is a, and Loki X, I think that there is a sound that you know, he, he just leads, and it, it'll—it's just him by himself right
0: now. I, I mean, I, I guess I throw in a few other artists. I think Lil Uzi also falls in the same category, even not though they are same kind way. of
1: not in the, like Lil, Lil Uzi can get in the pocket. As I, I wouldn't even say that it isn't a pocket that he owns. I think that's his, so
0: but I think but I think that's not his going primary out of the pocket way though. to
1: make a whole project of those songs. I don't think that's it. Eternal a take? I, how many songs like that he got on Eternal a take?
0: On the original, at least a third.
1: On the original, I'm talking about the the deluxe. You know what I'm talking about. I, I mean the,
0: the deluxe. The deluxe was just hits though. The deluxe, there was I don't think there was much thought that went into the sequencing on the deluxe than he did on the actual original project. I and on the original project, mean, he had at least a third.
1: Bro, the way that the first like five songs on the deluxe on 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 Loseyvert verse the world two come in, the way that it's. Se- they were definitely thinking about sequencing. Come on, bro. The way that Kobe, the,
0: What happened at the end? What happens? What happened at the end?
1: Bro, you can't, you can't do that because at the end of the day, you know, when Myron goes into Lotus, into Co, into Bean, into Yeserski into What's Up, the Strawberry peel. I I don't even like strawberry peels. The way that don't do that. We're not gonna do that. That's not gonna do. Because like that, people do like you, that Nav song too.
0: Do you think that's a better sequence than the f- original? I think that. Do you it, think do you think love is love is Lil' Uzi vert versus the world two is better sequence than Eternal Take?
1: I think it starts off better. I think that um, Eternal Take ends better, but I think that Lil Uzi Vert versus the World Two definitely starts better, easily starts better. I would okay, say that, the, I that I would say that the best that some of the best songs out of the two are out of that top five. You can make an argument that Myron, Lotus, Bean, and Yeserski are all top ten songs on the deluxe, like including both projects.
0: You, you can. Yeah. You can. you can. You can. As long as you know Last you can day. make the
1: argument, I don't need you to you can, you agree can. with me. But you can make the argument. You
0: can. You can. But let's let's wrap yeah. up, let's wrap
1: this up a little bit. Yeah. You got do. me okay. my look. I don't know how. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how he did it. But Nate Sperlin has got RJ in his Uzi bag for one time. I don't know how he did it, but he got me in my Uzi bag. So let me let me let we got or a, or heck, or,
0: or and hear me or and hear me out on this one. Maybe you're a little Uzi stand too, but you were just in the closet about it till just now.
1: I'm I'm not I'm not saying any of that we're you know, just, you, know, man, you, know you know what it's fine you know what you
0: know what it's fine because i don't want i don't want to put you out there like that and i know you got to go through your own processes to come to terms with your little uzi standship. so i'm gonna let you rock i'm gonna let you reflect and introspect so, over there with so that. anyway moving on, on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway moving on let's talk about what are some of your favorite songs off this trippy red project first um, and then i'll lead you to your introspection Mm, so, but but by the way by, by the way I'm here for you if you want to talk about Lil Z Standship oh I'm here for you goodness. so you don't have to be alone I got you right. anyway um, what are your favorite songs
1: all right so I like Sleepy Hollow Sleepy Hollow is a good song um, never change and I don't know why but I like mood. I like mood I really wanted love scars four to be better I think that that's when I was like like the first two songs they were kind of slow and then love scars four was not as good as I wanted it to be and I, I started getting upset
0: yeah those 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 are all good picks I think v12 is just if you because trippy red again we talk about how versatile Trippy red is hyped up Trippy red is v12 you have him yelling on the hook and then you have him yelling on his verse Trippy red is not gonna get more hyped up than that that's it's similar to, it gives me a similar vibe to The Grinch on A Love Letter to You 4 um, that I really enjoy. I like when he gets in that kind of grunge, but still mosh pit bag. I liked We as well. Uh, excitement is really beautiful. Never Change was good. Spaceships with Young Thug was really, really, I think Thug and Trippy compliment each other as well. Um so let me cut it short, but those those would be some projects I recommend for people to listen to. I also agree with you with Slippy Hollow though. That's a really good single pick. But let's move on to Welcome to Oblock King Vaughn featuring Polo G, Lil Durk, Prince Dre, Dreezy, Moneybag, Yo, and Five Yo Foreign. I, I I before we talk about the actual project, when you're looking at this track list and you're looking at these features. How hype were you for this album? And do you think that this album met
1: the hype? Um... I was very hype. I think that... Lil Durk... Twice. That was very interesting. And I think mean, that Not
0: just Lil Durk though. It was no auto Lil Durk.
1: And that's different. That, that means, he, that's that... means he's, like, right. he's ready. He's coming ready. I was sold. But I, I think that um and I, I for some reason I was I was I don't, I really don't <laughs> don't know where the thought came from, but I was in bed last night thinking like damn like Moneybag Yo, they're gonna let Moneybag Yo become like a B list artist, and it's happening. I think it's just eventually just gonna like start happening when we we're like yeah Moneybag Yo has just been around for so long because he just niched his way. Via features and, and a bunch of shit. Um, but I my only issue with it is I don't think that it was as good as Levon James. And like I'm I, I don't like you know comparing and being that guy, but I think that the hype that I got from Levon James, which also has two little dirt features, um
0: damn he got me I, sold again. <laughs> Take my money.
1: Uh, I think that I just it was it was a little bit different. It's a little bit different i think that i kind of i this is one of those projects where i'm like i wish that he had waited spent like six more months on it and dropped it in like you know april or may or something like that that's kind of what i wish but i think that clearly king von is here to stay and he's just gonna keep dropping heat for as long as he's allowed to
0: off the strength of storytelling alone king von is here to stay and then you mix that in with his ability to put words together as well as his presence on tracks. This kid is next. I think he's next. I think Chicago is about to be huge. I think Chicago's about to be huge. You already have Lil Durk. you already have G Herbo, Juice World, rest in peace, Paul OG, now you have King Vaughn. I might be missing some people. Obviously, you have that other side of Chicago, like the Chance the Rappers, the Sabas, the no-names. Like, Chicago is Chicago is very interesting from the standpoint of it may now have two sounds. And I don't think that we can say that about any other city in the United States.
1: I, I mean, that is a crazy. I don't think you could just make that claim. I need stats or facts or something.
0: You look at... But if you look at... Okay, let's let's go through it then. If you look at what Chance the Rapper, what No Name does... Because I think they all are... They're not exactly the same, but they all fit in a similar pocket. When you talk about No Name, when you talk about Chance the Rapper, when you talk about Saba, they have that more jazzy, up-tempo, up at least beat-wise or production-wise, they have that type of sound. Yeah. And you take that and you compare that with G Herbo, Lil Durk, King Von, Polo G... It's the complete opposite. It's dark. It's, I'm going to sing, but I'm going to sing about street shit. It's two completely different spectrums, and they don't really I, The only
1: reason why I disagree mesh. With you is because I feel like if you, if you listen to Acid Rap, if you listen to Telephone, those are two albums that reflect and show mourning a lot more than, I would say... I think Chance, you're right, because Chance has been like, oh, I had a kid, I'm really happy, let me drop an album. Oh, I got married, I'm really happy, let me drop an album. So I definitely agree with that with Chance, with his last two projects. But when I think about No Name, I mean, she's one of the most... She she mourns on every album for just, like, black people in general. But specifically, being a person that grew up in Chicago, she knows she she knows death more than, than the average person at, at, at her young age. Um... And I think that it is two sides of that same coin when it comes to some rappers. Because I think that... Are, like, No Name is an artist that I think about a lot when I think of um, rappers who know how to make a sad song. And I think that they're... The di- I do think that they're... I think that they're two completely different sides of the same coin. But I do think mm-hmm. that No Name... And even Chance... I think that Chance... The reason why Chance is so aggressive with his happiness is because his first two albums were so much about failure and mourning because that's like when you grow up in Chicago, like they did, that's what you see. And I think that there is something to acknowledge at least from Chance with the way that he lives in the moment. And the way that he enjoys the moment. And I know that that's corny. And I understand why it's corny. But I think that when you see so much death. When you see so much. When you see people get held back so much. It's hard to exist in your triumphs. It's hard to exist in your happiness. And I... I am happy that Chance could exist in it. Because I think that he, what people loved, especially when you were a young person, when he dropped in 2013, a lot of people loved him for Acid Rap because it was like, it, it felt like one of those projects where, where Chance the Rapper was kind of dealing with the whole world and was just like taking drugs and reflecting on this world that he had to deal with, whether it had to be people dying on the street, whether it had to be his own success, whether it had to be a girl, whether it had to be purpose, whatever. And I think that, you know, for the people of Chicago and for young people in general, like talking about those things are important. And I think that the way that his personality as an artist changed from his first two projects being like, oh, look how li- how sad life is. Find the good things in life to like, look how happy me and my life is. That's what kind of threw people off. But I definitely think that like Chicago artists are very good at at making morning music and making it not feel like you're mourning but but more celebration if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. i mean i see what you mean on that side but i still think that that's still that goes more into my point about how they they're showing two sides of the same story okay between when you when you take polo g and when you take no name that's two sides of the same story
1: yeah it is and it i is, think that is, it that's it
0: something is. that we don't that's not that's and that's not something that we have in every other city especially when you look at the beat selections that both artists pick you look at how they go about delivering their content it's too there's nothing similar about no name and polo g aside from the fact that they live in chicago and they're telling one side of the a similar story other than that if you put if you put polo g and you put no name on back to back and you're like and you're trying to figure out oh do they live in the same city or not are they from the same city or not you would not you would probably say no and that's why I think Chicago is that's, like that's something- where we
1: disagree I' didn't have, right there I think that there if there I could easily play two songs from those two artists back to back and you're like oh they're clearly from the same city these these, these are two perspectives different here's a perspective of a soldier and here's a perspective of a woman who sees the soldier go out for war and not come back
0: but but stylistically though are they yeah, yeah, are they the similar? Sound, the sound.
1: I think, like if I you're think talking about the right. if you're talking about
0: the content, right. if you're talking, the content, yeah. you're talking about the content, you're definitely if you're talking about the content, I think you're definitely right, but when you start talking about the sound and how again how they choose to deliver their music, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. completely different.
1: different. And, and and the way that they And that's
0: why I'm saying and that's why I get you though. I'm and sorry. and that's why I think that that's it. that's what and that's why I'm coming from the standpoint of Chicago has two completely different sounds that are still Chicago. And yeah. I don't again I, I, I don't you do could correct you me if I'm Atlanta wrong but I don't
1: cuz I th- cuz I think Chicago's always had that. I think Detroit also mm-hmm. has it. And I wonder if Atlanta can ever have that. Cuz Atlanta's on a run right now and I think the only thing that they have left is the other side of the coin. And I think that OutKast has been carrying the other side of that coin for like two and a half decades, even though they haven't dropped in a decade and a half. They've been carrying mm. it being that sound. Do you think that Atlanta will come back to that sound and be one of those well-rounded cities? You, we already know New York City does that. Cali does that. I think we're both on agreement that Chicago does that. Detroit does that. Florida does that. My question is, do you ever see Atlanta doing that? Hmm.
0: That's a good question. I think I don't know. I think let me let me put it to you like this. If I take two art to Atlanta artists, that m- could be drastically different. If I take Gunna and 21 Savage, I think Gunna and 21 Savage are more close than Polo G and No Name in terms of sound.
1: I agree. I agree. I agree. I think that like the where so, I see happening is is like artists like J.I.D. and Spillage Village representing yeah, oh yes Atlanta. they
0: are from Atlanta in that
1: sound, Ooh. In that sound. But, but we gotta see Ooh. because we got that's when, uh, the artists that are in Spillage Village have their own their own things going on so we gotta see how much Spillage Village is gonna play a part we gotta see how J.I.D. takes his career what direction he goes in but I think that like there, it, there, it is there's potential there there is potential.
0: Yeah, when you when you brought up J.I.D. and Spillage Village, I didn't I didn't even think about that, but now I do see a pathway for that. However, I do think it's more likely for J.I.D. to hop on a grimy Metro beat than it is for No Name to hop on one of those Polo G picks. Yeah, definitely. That would be I crazy, though. Know? Hey,
1: yo, shout out, yo. Fans, we need to get No Name and Polo G on a song right now.
0: <laughs> but um, let's get back to King Von. I think that King Von's again. I I, I think I talked about it about it before we went on a tangent. But the, the the storytelling is amazing. His presence is amazing. And in my third point, the storytelling is just fucking amazing. He really puts you where he wants to put you when he's talking about all these things that he's going through from his life in the streets. I think that I, I I'm just really I've become a fan. From listening to this, honestly. He's the best
1: that's I've always seen that. I think that's his best skill. His best talent. I think that he's the best storyteller to come out of Chicago. Out of the new rappers in Chicago. I think that everybody thinks that it's Chance because he says hella words. And he likes to use the flows where he's using mad words. King Von be like, we was here. It was this many niggas. We had these guns. This was the tension level. We was doing this. Niggas started shooting. Chance <laughs> be like, bop, 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 bop. Chance be like, and, 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 and. and you'd be like, all right, Chance. You're trying to be too poetic with it. I I, I don't know where you were. Were you home? Because you sound like you were home? I don't know where you at. King <laughs> Vaughn, you were like, King Vaughn might as well give you the street and the and the, and the house yeah. number. Like he with it. So I definitely think that he's one of the best storytellers to come out of Chicago. I think that that, when you said earlier, you know, he's up next, I think that that's what he brings to the table that's going to make him, that could make him a household name. I think that that's something that a lot of rappers that use that sound that he does don't do because they're like, oh yeah, I'm at the club, popping pills, doing Jaba, King Von be like, nah, it was me. My homie Pookie and my cousin, he was in the back. We was in the car. It was an Escalade. <laughs> it was black, like, like you know what I mean. Like he, <laughs> so, I really think that King Von has the skill set to kind of just keep it going. I do wish that he was more inclined to make hits. I think that he makes hard songs and be like, oh, th- this a hit is the hard song. But I feel like adding melody and doing things could work in his favor. Like, I understand what it is to be a hard-ass nigga from O Block, but, like, you know, you could put, you know, they they, they like melody on O Block. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chief Keef likes melody.
1: Yeah. For That's me.
0: for sure. Um, but I think also, what do you think? I think, when you're talking about storytelling out of Chicago, I think Polo G's up there too. Cause, when he, his, Martin and Gina was a very good storytelling song. Twenty One is a very good storytelling song. I know it's a very good storytelling song. Not like King
1: do that. It's not even- no,
0: no, it's it's not. But it's 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 not. But I think it's still. I still think it's of note to show that there is storytelling coming out of Chicago. I think that you still have to mention. It's like mentioning Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. They're both very good. One person is clearly really, really is clearly more advanced than the other. But they're still two really, really good acts at what they do. If that makes sense. Like you have to include them. But I, I to, to wrap this up. What what are some of your favorite tracks off of Welcome to O Block?
1: Um, my favorite songs off Welcome to O Block gotta be The Code. All These Niggas. And Mad At You. Dreezy. I see you girl. They might not see you. I see you. You out here spitting. You out here spitting fully.
0: Drezy is so underrated. I I love that. It's it's a hood, it's a hood breakup song. Yeah. It's essentially totally. what it is. It's a hood breakup song. And it, and it's done beautifully. It's executed really, really well. And that it didn't make my top three, but it's definitely a very close top five. It's definitely in the top five for sure. But it, I, I agree with you with the code. I agree with you with all these niggas. And I'd have to say back again, featuring Low Dirk and Prince Dre. So I have to little dark features in my top three um final note before we get on to the next album it this these two projects were huge for a producer that's starting to come up now named chop squad dj he produced four tracks on pegasus and he produced 13 tracks on welcome to o block um the tracks on pegasus he produced were good morning no honorable mention kid that did and done and on welcome to overlock he produced everything except for mine to the code and back again but let's move on now to our third album we're talking about snot beautiful havoc an artist that we talked about last episode he had that that single with flow millie rj what did you think about snot and where do you think this album goes from here what do you think this tells us about his potential
1: Um, One time, shout out New York City. You know the vibes. Snot. Um, He's he's an artist that I kind of, like when I, a few years ago, people were talking about him. Uh, There are good songs on his new project. Beautiful Havoc is a album where I think um, he shows his abilities. He shows his skill set. He shows his talents. I just, you disagree with this. I just think that there's not a hit on it. I think that there's a lot of things that are close to a hit and they don't they don't they're not earworm songs. They're not songs that get stuck in my head and I think um I think that that is what's I'm hoping for. But I do think that there's a sound there that can work. And we just got to give it time to work, you know what I mean?
0: I agree. I he dropped earlier this year as well. I like this project more. I think it's more I think this project shows more of a direction with his career than the last one did. I think the, the features from Flo Millie, Denzel Curry, Ian Dior, they did their thing. I disagree with you. You already said it. I disagree with you about this song, having this, this project, excuse me, having a hit. I think that mean featuring Flo Millie is definitely a hit. I think there, there wasn't a, there wasn't, any song on this project that didn't single to me that he can potentially grow into something that is at least a that is at least someone who becomes known around the country. So I, I'm really excited to hear what comes from him after this. I think that the one key component to his music that has the that really shows his potential is his voice and what he's able to do with it and how he's able to evolve using his voice on tracks. I think he picks really, 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 really good beats, but I think beautiful havoc is still very raw, but it's a second project and there's clearly more time for him to refine his craft. I think it's more so about putting the potential on paper.
1: Yeah, and exactly. I definitely see that. Um, and I think that I saw that when I first was introduced to him. Uh, there's clearly, I also think that he's a he's a smarter artist than I'm giving him credit for. Um, but I think Beautiful Havoc is even in the name. I think it's meant to be raw. I think even if you look if you look at the cover, you look at the name. I think it's meant to be raw. So I think it's a raw project, and. We just gotta see if he refines it, and maybe he does refine it. Maybe he wants to just be one of those artists that drops raw music, and we definitely gotta see how it develops. But um, I definitely see that his, I definitely see his talent through this project for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. What are your top three songs?
1: So I think that my top three songs. I mean, I feel like I don't know why, but if you put a flow Millie song. On your shit. This is gonna be my favorite. So shout out mean. I liked like me with Ian Dior. And then like I don't want to say the other feature song, but Sangria was my next favorite song. So the three feature songs: Like Me, Sangria, and Mean. What about you?
0: Um, I already said I think mean's a hit. So mean. Sangria. Denzel Curry's verse was crazy. He switches the flow. You kind of lo- you kind of lost for a little bit, but when you figure out what he's doing, it's rewarding. And the third track, I'd probably say I like the beat on four. The beat on four was weird. It was very interesting, but it worked for Snot. So I'm excited to see what weird beats he's able to pick and do something with in the future. Moving on to our final project of the day. We have Busta Rhymes, the legendary Busta Rhymes, first project in at least eight years titled Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God, 22 tracks, one hour and 17 minutes. He has so many features on this. Let me just get through it. Chris Rock, Rakim, Pete Rock, M.O.P., Bell B. DeVoe, Minister Farrakhan, Old Dirty Bastard, Rest in Peace, Q-Tip, Rick Ross. Anderson Paak Vibes Cartel Rhapsody Mariah Carey Kendrick Lamar Mary J Blodge And Nikki Greer RJ When you're looking at this project After you heard it What did you think about it?
1: Um. Okay is this, I'm, I'm the old I'm the old head rapper On the podcast So I gotta I gotta come at it With the same Approach that I come At all of the New Age albums Um, it, I don't want to say it sounded dated because I feel like music isn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily sound dated unless you're trying to be dated. And then it's supposed to sound like that. So I don't, I don't really think about it like that, but his approach was clearly a little bit more theatrical than I feel like his name garners even with all the music videos that he's done, even with all the things that he's done in his past, I just think that the execution wasn't right if he wanted to make a like a movie-type album. I really think that... I, I wish that it was more visual. I wish that it was more... Um, it was something that we could experience and understand both visually and via the audio. And I didn't get that. I felt like he just put in a bunch of skits. But I mean, Buster Rhymes is one of the best rappers of his of his own generation at the very least. And he clearly has tapped into a lot of wise shit now that he's become older. But I, I also think, you know, if you don't connect with that think those things that he's talking about, I mean, I, I think that you can he can miss a lot of people. I think that he was you know, that first song being seven minutes with that long ass skit. I mean, he, you know, it's easy to lose people. But at the same time, Busta Rhymes, his ability and his talent is up there. His creative ability and talent is up there. I just wish someone was like, hey, we should do a video for this. This is, this is clearly a very visual album. Let's do visuals for this. Maybe the visuals are going to come out later. Because they had the whole promo with Chris Rock doing all the talking, all the shit. Trying to promote the album, and I was cool with that. I was like, oh, this might be visual. Maybe Chris Rock's gonna be involved, whatever. And then no videos yet. So hopefully, we get videos. We gotta see. Great rapping, beat selection a little bit odd, but overall, I think it was a good project. What'd you think?
0: I see. First, when you look at the track list, there's so many legendary names here: Rakim, p Rock, Old Dirty Bastard, Q-Tip, Kendrick Lamar. In about five, ten years, whenever he decides to retire, Rick Ross. Whenever he decides to retire, Kendrick never retired. They, we'll see. I can
1: see Rick Ross retiring. Kendrick never retired.
0: But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of names here that are very 1990s ish. Yeah. Even when you look at Belle B. DeVoe, I, I I'm not familiar with M.O.P. Um, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige. This, this this was I I appreciate the direction that was intended for this album. It feels like an album that was essentially paying tribute to that time, the 1990s, um, especially with some of the beats that he picked. Where he has he has Michael Jackson like young Michael Jackson singing on that song, Look Over Your Shoulder with Kendrick Lamar. He has a Michael Jackson singing on that. So you you know what time it is when you hear track five and you hear Out of My Mind, which to be honest, I don't know how I didn't know what to expect from that song just based off of the name of it. Out of My Mind is a, is a reference to one of the biggest songs of at least in black culture of all time poison by Belvivve DeVoe um it, it's clear that the idea through for this was we're gonna pay tribute we're gonna bring all of we're gonna bring our history to 2020 I think that that could have been done a little bit better I think it could have been more refined for the 2020 year I think a lot of this kind of I think a lot of these songs would have done better if they were in their intended time period. And I don't know if that's a decision that Busta made consciously to just bring all this all this historical music, this historical these historical artists to the twenty twenty century, um to twenty twenty excuse me, in a way where they're it feels like they literally just dropped or if It was just something that he was blind to Because he was so focused on bringing all these legends Onto this type of album Either way I think that it could have been done better But that being said There were a lot of bright spots on this album The Kendrick Lamar feature is crazy The Rhapsody feature is crazy Rick Ross Whenever you put Rick Ross on a luxury beat You know it's going to work Q-Tip went crazy Old Dirty Bastard went crazy So I think it's a mixed bag I think this album is just one of those That we chalk up to lots of potential, but could have been better.
1: I think that you just have to be more diligent. I mean, as I've said, I love the old heads. I think that Jay-Z crystallized well. I think that Nas crystallized well. I think that they figured out, how can I drop a project when the sound is like this and it needs to be like this and you need to do this? Like, how do I get it to the people? How do I make my fans happy? How do I also make young fans happy? I think that Buster Rams wasn't thinking about that. In a way that he should have I think that he's a much more vi- I think that he's an extremely visual artist And this album feels extremely visual So I just have to hope That the visuals accompany it Like it seems they will But we gotta see well, I, yeah, I, have, I, I, I have my hopes up
0: <laughs> if, if he gives me If he gives me videos With Chris Frock in a dystopian Wasteland Talking how he's talking on this album I, I think I'd see the vision a little bit more I yeah. think I think I'd appreciate it a little bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely.
0: One thing I do want to say because they reminisce over you is one of the best hip hop songs of all time. Um, I do kind of wish Pete Rock had a verse on this.
1: You know, it happens. I do wish
0: Pete Rock had a verse on this.
1: Like I I do, me too. But I you know who knows? I feel like looking at this feature list, you know, it could have been possible, but we got to see. I need to watch, yeah. I need to look more interviews and, 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 and talk more about um, kind of what he's been on recently and how he went about finding the features and the different Bell Bib DeVoe, like, who knows when their last project was, I mean it, this is also, bust, this is Busta Rhymes' first project since 2009 so it is very, very it does make sense that this album would come out the way that it did. You know what I mean? And that is—it's it, not something that I'm surprised by. But I do hope that there is some of those visual levels that come come out of this, at least. Yeah, agreed. Top three. My top three. Man, this. Mm. Out of my mind. I mean, Bell, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Bell Biv DeVoe fan, so out of my mind. Um. You <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, but um the Anderson Pock song. Really? And, um yeah, I don't know why.
0: That's I, I did not that's that's the one song that I think is a skip by far. I I didn't I didn't like the dragging of the syllables. I think that they could have I think that they're odd pairing to begin with, but I think that on that song they could have paired better, still.
1: Mm. Like I, it, can what, I can like see I can see what you I like the beat though. I think that I just like the beat. And I like the intro. I, I did like the intro. The intro was a good song. It was too long. It, kinda, it should not of have been what it feels was. Feels like
0: <laughs> It kind of feels like um an attempt as a at a catchy song. Like, as, in, compared to a lot of the other tracks on this project, I think that this was the attempt for the catchy song.
1: I feel like there are there are artists that, like, will get a beat and it'll sound mad, like, smooth and soulful. And they'll be like, all right, I'm going to get Anderson .Paak to just do his thing. And I feel like it's it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I think that I wasn't, I guess I don't, I was coming for Anderson .Paak, not for Busted Rhymes. Like when I click that song, when I hit that song, that's kind of like what my mindset is. But I also think that the beat is kind of crazy, and it's just I don't know. I don't know how that beat made it on this project, but I love that it did.
0: Yeah, third. What's your third song?
1: My third song was the intro. I like right. some of the I liked some of the stuff on the intro. Now, mm-hmm. y- bro, like you if you're if you're gonna have that long of a skit intro skit. Before you say your first rap line, please make it another song. Please make, just make it another song. You don't need to do all that. It's too much. I don't need, I don't need you explaining about how the, like, I know. I I experienced it with you, bus. I experienced it with you. I need you to relax. We know. Make it its own shit. Then go into your song. And they can both be intros. You could have different parts. Here's intro part one. Here's intro part two. You going to make me, every single time I want to listen to the verse, I got to listen to this whole shit. Come on, bro! Don't do that. But yeah, those are my top.
0: It's like playing my career. It's playing. It's like playing my career for the second time.
1: Oh my God! That second time, it's terrible. You're like, bro, I can't even skip this shit. Like for real. Um, your, my top three.
0: Most, Don't go featuring Q-Tip. Master Fard Muhammad featuring Rick Ross, Best I Can featuring Rhapsody. and the hit on this song on this project. Look over your shoulder featuring Kendrick because that's the first Kendrick verse we got. And Kendrick is coming. I'm excited. Hopefully he's coming. I don't know when he's coming, but we gotta be. Don't get
1: nobody hype. I don't know (laughs) if he's Um, I'm very unsure.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. I know Meg's coming. I'm excited for that. Mm.
1: I'm excited, excited, I guess. She got it, she she got it, she it.
0: I don't, don't
1: want do this. her don't to do be this. So,
0: don't do I don't want her to what don't don't do that like you weren't on this very fine podcast talking about
1: what has pussy. No, that no, no, you, because I, I, I wanted I don't want Meg the Stallion because I feel like she's gone on her run. And I just don't want her to be so focused on the hits. That's all. That's what I was gonna say. I don't I don't I don't you know we know you can sell records. I think that she needs to continue to sh- show how good of an artist she is because I think that she's a better artist than people understand and I, I think that those things get lost in all the glitz and the glam that she puts into things like Savage and, and WAP and, and whatever I think that she should, she should also remember to just be like a rapper rapper
0: yeah I, I agree I think that growth is gonna the the one thing that's gonna impress me on this album is how much she grows that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. She could she could give me 20 savages, but if she didn't grow, I don't think it's a successful album. I'm gonna I'm tell you straight up. I right agree. There. But let's big time. Let's let's wrap it up. For my gracious host R J Levichin, I am Nate Sperling. Oh, one more thing before we go. We're nominated for an award that this is Upstate Podcast of the Year award. We're nominated for that. You can vote right now on thisisupstate.com. Just click us. Old Milk, the cat by Old Milk, click us. I low-key want to win. I don't know if RJ wants to win, but I want to win. I want to make my mom proud. Don't do that. So help me, do help me and RJ make, make our mothers proud by voting for us and helping us get that award. So thank you for that. We will be back next week with episode 21. This has been The Cap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the hour, hour and 15 minutes. I don't know how long it's going to be because I don't know. But yeah, take, thank you for taking out the time to listening to us. Um, subscribe, like, share it with your friends. Uh, follow us on Instagram at oldmilk underscore co. Also Twitter as well. And I'm going to leave before I give you any more plugs.
1: Thanks for listening once again. You know, we out here. You know, you dig? Feel me? Peace. Eh... Uh.